0: Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Franny Benali. This is Klaus Lundekvall. I'm Matt Letizia. Dean Hammonds here. And you're listening to In That Number. Here is Letizia
1: With me, Kevin, the Moscow Mush Milverton and Ray Hunt. Find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush and my co-host Ray Hunt at Ray Hunt84. Follow the show at Number Podcasts on Twitter, in That Number Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you can be bothered to send us an email to number podcast at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe, and give us good vibes. Let's
0: go. Welcome to In That Number. I'm Ray, he's Kevin. Say hello, Kevin. Hello, Kevin. This is episode 138. What title, Mush?
1: We are going with a small villa.
0: A small villa.
1: Yeah, I'm very pleased to be with you here today recording the pod. And there's been news of sackings just before we started recording the the pod. But uh, speaking of sacks... (music) Support for In That Number is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewel. Manscaped have launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. For all our listeners, we have a special exclusive offer just for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping using the promo code IDN20 at manscaped.com. That was
0: smooth, wasn't it? Very smooth, yes. Yeah, very special episode this week. Uh, the Moscow Mush joins me in person, as he as he mentioned. Uh, we're going to be discussing the Aston Villa game from Friday night. Yeah, good couple of days, Kevin, you've been over here. Yeah, definitely. It's been a time to remember. <laughs> yeah, good company,
1: good food, and definitely good drinks. <laughs> yes, certainly. Yeah, not just me, but also uh, Tim Byzant and uh, yeah. Mrs.
0: Tim and Mrs. Tim. Yeah, yeah. Abby. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was great. They they've been over as well, visiting, and we all went to the to the Aston Villa game together. So it was yeah. So all good, all good stuff, um, and the result as well, which was uh, wasn't expected. It's the icing on the cake. it was the icing on the cake. Yes. Um. By the way, um, I've just had my booster shot, uh, but for some reason, the nurse made me get it in my leg. No all right yeah, she did, yeah. I feel fine, but my Pfizer killing me. <laughs> good one. That's good, yeah. Um, Tim will not be joining us this week because he's actually on his travels. He's in York right now, or travelling to York. And as we've said, yeah, him and his wife, Abby, had spent the last few days with us in, in Southampton. But yeah, they're carrying on with their European travels now. I think, where are they going after this? They're going to York? Uh, then they're going to Scotland. Scotland. And, and uh, then to Germany. That's right, yeah. So bon voyage. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Um, But but you personally, Kev, another, well, it always seems to be busy for you, doesn't it? And this is no exception. Travelling back to the UK, yeah, it's always a pleasure to see you. And what are you doing for the rest of your trip? Um,
1: I'm working
0: tomorrow, and then I'm flying back to Moscow on
1: Tuesday. That's a shame. It's just a a long weekend.
0: Yeah, that's good. Um, But before we get into the news, a a quick reminder. If you appreciate what we do, uh, and you feel you'd like to buy us a pint, then please head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number might be a while before I have another point though <laughs> yes, yeah um shall we get into the ITN news mesh let's do it
1: this is
0: ITN in that number news okay uh first bit of news uh, Livro been nominated for uh, Premier League's Player of the month for October.
1: Yeah, um, well-deserved, too.
0: Well-deserved. Did you hear what um, what Ralph had to say about it? I, I can read you a quote out, if you like. He says, um, I want to calm the situation a, a little bit down. Uh, in the moments, it is better for young players. We want to give them good, calm atmosphere to be able to develop his game. So I guess he's just kind of like trying to hush the hype on him a little bit because it could, it could have a... We want to keep him. Oh, we want to keep him as well, but it could have a negative effect on him. It could let it get to him a bit, I guess.
1: He doesn't seem the kind to believe his own hype that much. I think he's he's quite a hard worker.
0: Yeah, I mean he's still he's still working in um, the Dancing Man, so
1: he's still got those. <laughs> yes, yeah. If, if you do go into the Dancing Man, um, and you spot uh, a guy who's an absolute dead ringer for Tino Livramento, you'll know exactly what we're talking. <laughs> so
0: about. much that Kev was calling Tino, Tino. He was that was you. <laughs> that was you. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, um, not only is Tino up for, for player of the month for the Premier League, but uh, Shea Adams' goal of the month against Watford is up for it. Again, well-deserved. Indeed. I don't know. Who are the other nominees? Do you know? Who gives a shit? Um, James Ward-Prowse called up to the England squad again? Probably undeserved, I guess. Um, well, he was all right yesterday. Friday. And Friday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, And there's a Saints pop-up store, as you probably, probably know. It's opened up in the Marlins. It's... It's where the Disney store used to be, and it's going to be open till Christmas. So if you do want to get in there and you don't want to park at the stadium, go and check it out. Franny was there on Thursday, I believe, um, for a little book signing, meet and greet thing, which was nice, which I did go to. And you, you weren't here at that point, were you?
1: I wasn't, no. But um, I, I did get a signed copy of his autobiography.
0: Thank you very much for that. You did. Oh, but and we we did we did meet up with him a bit later on, and we bumped into him. Yeah, we I mean, him. It's more. I mean, he, he just keeps following us around. To be honest, he, he asked us for a photo again.
1: Yeah, It <laughs> smells beautiful.
0: It does. Yeah, um, and also Kev, there's news. I mean, you brought it up just before, uh, just at the start of the show about uh, another sacking. Mm. There's been two sackings this weekend, but. Uh, most notably, the the Dean Smith of Aston Villa, he's gone. Breaking news. I didn't really think that that would happen this early, but um, so you don't agree? With I don't it? particularly care to
1: be honest. I don't give a fuck about Villa, but they have <laughs> lost five matches back to back. But I mean, they've stuck with him through worse periods. It just seems, yeah, yeah, a bit premature. But I, I guess does.
0: at this level, you you know, you have to. You can't lose five straight. I'm sure we have in
1: the past, but you know, God, we went through a period where we. <laughs> hadn't won for God knows how long many months, but
0: yeah, maybe a little bit premature. He just but... doesn't have the back in the board then. No, clearly not. Whereas Ralph does. Um, should, should we talk about the loans? Loans. Uh, Kane Ramsey, his crew, uh, at home to Doncaster on Tuesday night, they drew one-one, and Ramsey was still MIA. Um, he suffered a malleolus muscle injury, and it lies between the tibia and fibula. If you're wondering, they kicked off their FA Cup campaign on on Saturday at home to League Two Swindon. Mm. Uh, and they got beaten three 0 at home. Shit, that's embarrassing. Mm. That that is that that is
1: embarrassing. Swindon have been having awful problems um, this season, haven't they? I mean, they they were close to going out of business, weren't they?
0: Yeah, mm. but they're um they're, they're doing quite well in League Two at the moment, though. They're they're flying quite hard But you know, there's no way a team in League One should be losing at home three nil to a you know a team that's in the division below that's them. Nice. It's just it's just not it's just not cricket. Really? <laughs> uh, and Dan and Deleuze Lincoln. Uh, they began their FA Cup first round on Saturday at home to Bowers and Pitsy of the Isthmian League. Uh, any ideas where Bowers and Pitsy play?
1: Essex. It know. is in Essex,
0: no. yeah. Pitsy, yeah. Uh, they won 1-0, though, uh, and Lunderloo played the whole game and he picked up a booking. Uh, this is as is the tradition. As it's the tradition, yeah. Uh, Will Ferry, his Crawley, they also kicked off their FA Cup first round campaign at home to Trammy Rovers. Uh, and Ferry was named on the bench, but he came on on the 71st minute to no avail, as they lost 1-0 to Tranmere. Oh yeah, dear, they're sliding, aren't they? Kevin, we have our Player and Goal of the Month to announce this week. Uh, are you going to do the honours? I am.
1: Oh, and good. I'm
0: perfectly prepared for this,
1: as I've been tracking the results non-stop since we put the poll out on match day. So, start with the Goal of the Month. Mm-hmm. We had the four options. Uh, che Adams' gold against Watford and three others <laughs> Who do you think won? <laughs> uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Che Adams it, Yeah,
0: 88% 88%?
1: Yeah uh, I'm not even <laughs> going to do the honours of uh, reading the rest of them um, out and Player of the Month uh, this was a bit closer uh, we had uh, Che Adams, Tino Livramento, Armando Breuer and Mohamed Salisu and Tino just edged it with 45% of the vote Oh, that is closer than I thought, actually. Mm. Salisu 37.
0: Wow. See, now it could have been Salisu Broya or Livermento, to be honest, because Breuer's been on fire. salisu has been on fire, really, as well, hasn't he? I yeah. guess... Chase he... got back to his goal-scoring ways. He scored, yeah, two goals in a week, but only 3% of the votes for Shea. Mm. I guess it just means that the others have been playing fantastic. It's a good thing. Yeah, so well done. Yeah, well done. Thank you, Kevin. I hope
1: that uh, both of them get their respective prizes in the official Premier League. Yes, uh, I'm sure that they
0: won't. No, they won't. Of course, they won't. <laughs> uh, the B team, Kev, uh, they had three wins in a row. with uh, Dave, Dave Orsman's B team, they, they thumped Villa, and they were third place at the time. So four nil they beat Villa. Nathan Teller returned to the bees uh, with a goal from the spot. Uh, Thierry Small with his first, and a two from Lewis Payne. Although technically one of his goes down as an OG now, I think, but let's just give it give it to him. Do you remember what I said last week, that we had the chance to smash Villa twice
1: in a week? You did, yeah. We didn't exactly smash them at St Mary's. But, but
0: uh, aggregate five, right? Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. um, and they played Newcastle midday on Friday, and unbelievably, they made it four in a row. Uh, as five games undefeated. A 5-0 win this time over Newcastle. Kazim Legby with a brace. He's doing really well this season. He's mm-hmm. banging the goals in top scorer. Uh, Thierry Small with his second in as many weeks. And Lewis Payne again with another to add to his brace against Villa. And a first goal for Daino Semiou. Uh, they went from rock bottom, Kevin, having no hope. We were actually talking about Horseman. was what, he doing? Mm. Uh, and they're now eighth. As wow. Well. Yeah. And they're, they're a win off of third place now.
1: So but, it's gone from Bojack out to Bojack for manager of the month.
0: Yeah. In the Premier League as well. He still kept his job and Dean Smith didn't. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> incredible turnaround. It's good stuff. It is good. Mm. Um, and the women's haven't played since the 3rd of October but they are playing at 2pm today against Ipswich Town in the Cup and Ipswich are the team that's actually you know they've won every single one of their games so far so it's just a goal difference thing it's 0-0 at halftime I'll maybe give you an update later on if we can yeah Um, right Uh, should we go into the Villa game then Kevin
1: ooh yes
0: this is Klaus Lundqvall and you are listening to In That Number Okay, then Aston Villa from Friday night, firework night. Uh another massive win and another one nil win. Who cares, really? It's one nil. It's you know, the table shows three points and so that's ten points from a possible twelve over the last four games. It's impressive. Yeah, that's that's the Leeds win, the Burnley draw, the Watford win, and now Villa. So again at the same time we should be expecting points against those teams, right? Because you look at that. I mean if you were to go back and like look at those those runner fixtures. 10 points would have been a bloody good one to mm. try and take off of them. And, but they still had to do it, right? Because don't forget, like Leeds them the double on us last year. Villa beat us at home last year. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. And we, you know, we, we did the double on Burnley, I believe last year. But it's still, you know, whatever, whatever way you slice it, it's an improvement. It's definitely an improvement. It definitely. And, and just, you know, very important at this stage of the, say, uh, of the season with the international break coming up, it was important to end it on a high. And we've done that. Uh, and so like it was 1-0, yeah, Adam Armstrong after three minutes. That was it, for enough of the three points. Another narrow win, as we say. but it should have been more, but Martinez was just, he like, was class on some of those some of those moments. Without him, it would have been 3-0. Yeah, although you can't really, you know, the, the Stuart Armstrong one.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's kind of becoming a tradition that one player has to miss an absolute sitter.
0: That is it, isn't it?
1: For mm. the um, armstrong Redmond.
0: Yeah. yeah. Ball card. Adams with a header.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. Uh, and the changes then, Kev. There was there was just one change, and that was Nathan Redmond. He was out, Stuart Armstrong in uh Stu with his first start of the season, and, and apparently Redmond was isolating. Mm. Which we didn't know at the time. We just thought it was a bit strange that he wasn't included. Broyer was, was back after that minor ankle injury, but Ralph remains with the duo of Shea and Armstrong. Were you surprised with that Broyer didn't, you know, come straight back into the side? No, I think. Um, Adams Adam Armstrong is starting to form quite a good relationship and
1: I don't think it's worth breaking that.
0: But then again, you know, Broya, he's been on fire, hasn't he? And he's been scoring goals and he didn't really deserve to be taken out. But, I mean, if he's been out with fitness issues, there's no there's no need to put him in there. I mean, he did come on. Hmm. He had some minutes, which which shows he's not completely out of the picture. Ralph is still, still thinking of him. But, I mean... I did have to. I did think that maybe rous protecting him a little bit because you know too much talk on him on on his red hot performances lately, and it's just going to alert Chelsea, isn't it? A little little bit more quicker that he's okay. Maybe we need we do need to bring him back. Yeah, it's kind of like the tokens in fancy Premier League. You don't want to play all at once. Yeah, <laughs> protect him a little bit from too much exposure. Maybe I mean, but I mean, it, you can't complain because it seemed to be the right choice and it done it done the trick, didn't it? Oh, yeah, it wasn't really much need for him. No, no, it worked. Same, it worked nicely, and okay, Villa came out much better in the second half, and it was it was great to see Ralph change things up and you know go to a back frame, and bring Lianco in, who's also been playing well lately. So it, everything that he did is working at the moment. A common theme that I've noticed, Kev, lately is um, those fast starts that we keep on getting, straight on it, straight by the press, and just when they've got the ball, they're going forward and. Okay, they haven't necessarily been finding the net early, but this time they did. Uh, it, was, it was so pleasing to see, it, especially because you were back and, and you know straight away just settled down into your seats and, and Armstrong scores a worldy.
1: Yeah, um, it, it was the complete other end of the pitch from where we, we were sat. As yeah, like, usually the case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All those uh, first half goals, but um, yeah, even from there, it was just an unbelievable strike. It's it's he puts the ball in. Yeah, that was a bit more luck than judgment, really, wasn't it? Because he just kind of swiped it. It's well, kind of—I thought was like he was taking a free kick, though. You know, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Just um, and it, and it landed a bit too awkwardly for Che, and, it and it's and Matty Cash apparently. Well, yeah, just bounces off off of um, Matty Cash's ass,
0: and yeah, Armstrong with that half body. Rocket. Absolute banger. But it's yeah, just a great reaction hit, wasn't it? And that's his first goal it was St Mary's. It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other one was. Uh, Good It yeah. was, yeah. And that, and that wasn't a bad goal either. No, he's he's like Shay. He just just scores worldies. Mm. <laughs> Um, And yeah, we've scored in each of our last five Premier League games now. And we're okay. We're not scoring a lot, but we're scoring consistently. Can you say that? Yeah, why not? And <laughs>
1: um, we're racking up clean sheets as well, which is the important thing.
0: That's what's what's pleasing. Mm. Yeah, that, that's it. And then, but it wasn't just a goal because I mean, from there, the pressure was going, wasn't it? For the first, you know, what, 10, 15 minutes and I guess Kyle Walker-Peters was again used on the left-hand side and he was bombing it up the pitch Wow, he was getting up at every chance that he had. And it was just it was just constant pressure, wasn't it? Of possession without necessarily testing Martinez.
1: Yeah, I mean, was, Villa didn't really get much of the ball in the first half uh, We weren't really under much pressure at all. Again, i say, like, yeah, we didn't really have much to, to, to see our end of the pitch. Um, <laughs> just uh, staring at uh, Tino's bum for most of the match. <laughs> but yeah, Tino, he, he he was great. Do you think he was?
0: Mm. I, I thought it was one of the,
1: the quieter games for him. Well, I mean, you know, being where we were, we managed to get a, a better look at him. But I think that main fight was between him and El Ghazi. Oh, yeah.
0: And I don't know, is was that, was that a points decision you're going to say? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so there was a, a a corner from us, wasn't there, that uh, Armstrong frankly makes a mess of it.
1: Yeah. Just absolutely skies it. I mean, it's um another great set piece in from
0: Prowsey. Um That's that, that you say another. I don't think he was his set pieces are on point really, apart from that one. In in this match. Mm. This one's good. That yeah, aside <laughs> from that one. It was in it was in the danger, right? And they couldn't deal with it.
1: Okay, um, yeah, I mean, what's what Watkins does head it away, but um, <laughs> you say away, <laughs> well, away to Armstrong, yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and we were kind of looking at this again this morning, and uh, yeah, Armstrong just times it quite badly. He rather than getting on top of the ball, he kind of get, gets underneath it and puts it well, nowhere near it. Do you think that's because
0: of lack of playing
1: time, or did
0: you think that was just a bad one? I don't know. I don't
1: know what it is with um, that Ralph doesn't see in Armstrong's game in training. Is it just his overall fitness level, or mentally is he not quite back to? Maybe his, it's maybe it's a bit of both.
0: Yeah, well, I mean we don't know what's going on behind closed doors, obviously, but um, there's a lot of reports saying that you know his fitness doesn't seem to be at it. I don't think he was bad at all on on Friday night. He's oh, all right. Um, but it's quite telling that if
1: Ralph's going to take you off early, that's generally a sign that something's not quite right.
0: Well, I mean, I mean he did have to change it up a little bit because when he came off, it was the second half, wasn't it? And um, uh, Villa were were a different animal at that point. Yeah, and Ralph just had to do something to change it up a bit. And but I mean, he could have taken Elianusi off, but he decided to take off Armstrong. It was fairly uneventful. Yeah, from him, wasn't it? Yeah, that that's been like that recently, anyway, isn't it for him? Yeah, but Al um, Ghazi, Kevin, he picked up um, a yellow card for for a dirty tackle on Tino. Oh, well, speaking of dirty tackles,
1: support for in that number is brought to you in partnership with Manscaped, who have just launched the new lawnmower 4.0. The upgraded trimmer includes a multi-function on/off switch that can engage a travel lock, and you know, Ray. That travel that could come in handy because it's an ideal device to take with you when you travel. Have I not told you my Trans-Siberian story before?
0: No, you haven't, Ken.
1: No? Well, I was on a train going across Siberia and it does take a very long time, so you do need to shave. And I decided to shave my privates in the toilet sink of the train in the carriage and just using the ordinary safety razor. And, um, yeah, I hate to say it, but my balls just froze solid to the metal sink there. (laughs) And I won't bore you with all of the gory details, but it did involve half a litre of vodka and a very irate train conductor. So if you want to avoid hairy situations like that, you can do it with the Lawnmower 4.0, which also has a 4000K LED spotlight to help you get to those dark corners and four guard lengths for a more precise shave. Our listeners can get 20% off and free worldwide shipping using the promo code ITN20 at manscaped.com and your balls will thank you.
0: Speaking of bollocks, uh, why wasn't El Ghazi sent off for that second tackle on Tino?
1: Well, I mean, yeah, the, the, the first one was bad enough. He mows him down. Mows? Oh, speaking of mowing him down. <laughs> um, gets him in the ankle, doesn't he? Yeah. And then he does it again, what, about 10 minutes later? Yeah, just... In the knee. Yeah. And the ref just... He bottles it. He bottled it, completely bottled it. That's the only thing I can say. He knows he's in the book. And the whole point of the yellow card is to give you a warning. Like, don't try any shit like that again. El Ghazi does it. I'm the same person as well. Exactly. Well, I mean, that like I said, that was a ding dong battle between them two throughout the whole match. And yeah, he gets away with that, and that just gives him the signal like I can do the fuck
0: what I want now. What you can tell by the look on his face is, but after he's made that tackle, he's thought, "Oh shit, am I in trouble?" here But like you say, yeah, he gets away with what he wants. And, and Ralph was absolutely fucking irate. He was. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't look. He didn't look impressed. And then he goes and dives mm-hmm. in the penalty box like that's a yellow card as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how many times we've we've said this. I mean, like, either it's a penalty
0: or it's a booking. Exactly, and he didn't even say. You could see. I mean, you pointed it out to me how quickly Prousey pulled away because he knew. what yeah, was, was going to happen up before he was even on the floor. But what's the referee doing there? Why can't they look at that? I mean, they want to kick diving out of the game. This is a perfect example of it. You've been booked. You got away with another sloppy, dirty tackle, and then you go and go and do shit like that that is not on and referees just they just they just bottle it
1: I mean I think that if you start using VAR for yellow card decisions it's going to slow the game down beyond belief you don't need VAR for that no but you don't even have to do that because that could be a penalty decision right like I said it's either a yellow card or it's a penalty go to VAR and let the referee decide whether it's a penalty
0: or it's a dive yeah it's one or the other yeah. But yeah, escape from two yellows, and it was just a shameful act, really. Um, but, you know, Saints still pressure on. I mean, I had a few more chances. Nothing really much to write home about the um, James Will Prowse effort. That was a stunner. Yeah. It was, yeah. And again, it's
1: like another another shot that was just, just like a free kick where it sort of bends towards the post. And it was an excellent save from Martinez to keep it in.
0: Yeah, again, Martinez has is, 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 is been great. Um, I, I mentioned earlier about Livermento, I thought one of his quieter games, and I guess what I mean by that is that he, we're used to seeing him go on those little mazey runs. He picks the ball up and does that. He didn't do that much in this game, and I don't know if that's because Ralph has said let's stick on El Ghazi a little bit because he could be quite tricky. I don't know, but maybe I was, you know, maybe it was a little bit harsh, but I just don't think it was is a, a, effective. Even, you know, I've, I've been saying for ages that the guy needs to move forward and play as a wing-back because I really want to see him in that more attacking zone because he could add goals to his game there and uh, not just like from set pieces like he did against Burnley. But um, yeah, he went he went to wing-back when, when Ralph shifted it a bit. And I don't think it... Again, it didn't really help. I don't think there was anything for him that on the ball, I don't think he was that, you know, particularly effective.
1: I mean, is that that state in the second half... Um... We were on the defences there to protect the lead, and we were up against a, a barrage of, I mean, not Villa attacks, but they were making their way towards the
0: box, but just not getting into the eighteen-yard box at all. And that, that's that, that's down to our, our back line lately, isn't it? Because you look at those players individually, you, you've got you've got Livermento, you've got Kyle Walker Peters, you've got Bednarik and Salisu. All four of those lately have been playing well. Maybe not so much Bednarik, but together we're keeping these clean sheets and not allow- we didn't allow Villa to get anywhere in the box apart from when Al Ghazi took a dive, but yeah, you said it, taking shots from outside the box is all they had. Yeah. And not, not that great, really. I mean, not No,
1: one- I mean, I think Al Ghazi probably had the, the most shots and most of them went up into Rosette. Or it, straight at McCarthy. It was, yeah. yeah, McCarthy didn't really have much to do. No, that's the way we like it. So, yeah, but I mean, they had one shot towards Towards the end, it uh, um, just pounds away against yeah. Mel Ghazi. But, um, yeah, the anchor. Mm. He's quite an interesting option now, but you can put him in the middle of a back three.
0: I guess you can trust him more than you could in that first outing against Sheffield United, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, looking at the performance against Chelsea, he's got that sort of grit and discipline
0: He's, yeah, he's, he's going to be a fan favourite, I think, if he just gets more and more, more playing, playing time. Mm. Um, but yeah, because, I mean, we, we bought Lianko on for Stu, didn't we, when things were... Well, when Villa were looking threatening or looking like they could possibly get back into the game, you know, went with a back three, shifted uh, Walker-Peters and, and, and Livermento to that wing-back role. But that was a moment that you brought up with me that you, you thought that Villa were a little bit hard done by. The penalty decision, uh, the the pulled shirt Romeo on Mings. What do you, what do you think about that? I think it's borderline. And so if that if that's given,
1: we're hard done by. And if it's not, Villa are hard done by. And it's Romeo who's pulling at Tyrone Mings's shirt, pulling him off. Yeah, <laughs> not not quite that far. But I mean, he gets a tug at him, and it, I don't know. It's difficult to tell. I mean, he, it doesn't stop him from. Um, from jumping for the corner. No, he still jumped. Yeah. He still jumped, but I just think that he's taken out a bit of the spring that he, he would have jumped higher and could have got to the ball um, rather than... Sure, done it. Then, it. <laughs> well, yeah. I, you can push away at Ramey as much as you want, but uh, yeah, Ramey is just one of those
0: players who, who somehow gets away with these kind of things. Well, I will say one thing, though, that... You get those well, you get those shirt pulls on every single corner, and if you were to stop and look at that all the time, that would slow the game down a lot as well. Did the like, we look at that? No, no. No, I don't think they did. But, I mean, if they were, if to Mike say... Mike Dean was on it. Oh, Mike Dean would have given that straight away. He wouldn't even have needed to look, would he? But he probably would have done just to piss us off some more. So this is what I can do. I have the power. But, yeah, it looked like Villa were carving out more and more. But like we mentioned, he wasn't really testing Macca enough. Uh, and then there was a moment when, uh, when Twan Zabi he picked up a yellow for for a tackle on Adam Armstrong. It was a pretty cynical one, really. And then the ensuing free kick was whipped in by, by James Ward-Prowse and, and a Shea Adams header. That's going top in. It was, but the save, that's wild-class.
1: Yes, yeah, just, just, just the fingertips. Yeah. But yeah, after that, it kind of just fizzled out.
0: Yeah, I guess it did. Like a fireworks night sparkler. <laughs> That's good. Um, I just wanted to ask you, really, Kev, is this this a a game plan that Ralph maybe is using on purpose or maybe could use? You know, you start the games well, start off strong, you go one up, you get your goal, and then you sit back, you rely and depend upon the defence at the moment. Realistically, can we keep doing this? It's been working for us so far. But at some point, we're going to need to score more goals, right? Because we're going to be coming up, I don't mean any disrespect to Aston Villa, but we're going to come up against some stronger teams that are going to find the net. Like Liverpool quite soon. Liverpool quite soon, yeah. I'm not too worried about Norwich, especially if they haven't got a manager at the moment. Yeah, that's that's uh, quite good timing for us, isn't it? Oh, well, I suppose it's the international break. They've got a couple of weeks to get something sorted, haven't they? But yeah, it, it, is that a game plan, do you feel, that Ralph I, I is using or maybe could use? Yeah,
1: the scheiß house are ride, basically. park the bus. Yeah. house your way to a 1-0 win. This result, 1-0 against Villa, I mean, you can quite safely say that it should have been two or three nil, were it not for a great performance from their keeper. And against Watford, also one nil is a scoreline that definitely flatters Watford because we had all the chances in that match. Yeah, and just you know weren't accurate enough. So I, I don't don't think it's you know the plan is just just score one and hold back. It's not really what we've been doing. It's just the results we've been getting.
0: But, I mean, it, if we do need to do that. I mean, we did it against Liverpool last season, didn't we? Danny Ying scored early. We, uh, yeah, you can you can understand that. And against Man City as well. But I games like know, this. I mean, you don't expect that. them to, to do that at Norwich next week. You go 1-0 up early, mm. they're going to keep going, right? But if Villa aren't
1: interested for
0: you know, 20, 30 minutes of the match,
1: you know, well, why why not just uh, try and protect the lead?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, three points. That's fine. I'll take it. And as I said, yeah, there's, there's an international break now. So done what we needed to do, you know, ended with a, I say, a big win. We ended with a win, mm-hmm. a big in terms of, the, the you know. The, it's moved us nicely up the table. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, moved up the table. And, you know, we've got, we have to look to extend it now um, with a win at Norwich after the break. Um, but I want to we'll discuss um, a player today, uh, Adam Armstrong. Uh, he started his Saints career off with a bang, didn't he, in that first game against Everton. And although he's, you know, he's always going to be hardworking, you know what you're going to get from him, which it's what I guess is what Ralph expects for every player to be able to do. But he, he kind of like, I don't want to say slowed down. He just kind of like, he became ineffective and he lost his place to Broyer. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he started scoring in in both in the Cup and in the league. He comes back in after Broyer's injury, keeps his place, scores a cracker here. What what next for him now? What is it is it going to be much of the same against Norwich? Him and him and Adams partnering and just is just going to have to wait again, because I, Adam Armstrong was good on Friday night, not just because of the because of the goal, because he just seems more involved. I thought. Yeah, I mean, you said
1: before, um, he had a great game against Watford too, and he was doing everything but score.
0: That's that's correct. And yeah, now
1: he's doing everything and scoring. Wow, he scored. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's hope that it's the case that it's a trend that's going to continue.
0: Yeah, because he, he's not stopped pressing. He's not stopped running, has he? he? And he, you know he has that striker's instinct because of that goal. Mm. It doesn't matter who you're playing against, whether you're playing against a championship side or a Premier League side. When that ball came to him, he hit it, and there's nothing you can do about that. So that's the striker's instinct. He's got it. Mm. So, yeah, I'm just hoping that we can... Uh, oh, a hat-trick against Norwich would be nice. <laughs> Don't don't jinx it this early, man. Do you have any stats, Kev?
1: Um, I've got the basics, uh, 56% possession. Uh, We had just nine shots to their 14, uh, but we both had three on target each, uh, 10 corners to their eight and 12 fouls apiece, which is unusual because... I mean, not unusual. It seems strange to me because I thought that they were... Playing it quite dirty towards the
0: end. Yeah, yeah. You said three shots on target mm. each, and they had fourteen shots in total. But most of those are from outside the box, aren't they? We've mentioned all three of those shots on target. Huh? Yeah, mm. yeah, exactly.
1: And, and theirs <laughs> not particularly memorable.
0: Well, that's it. Yeah, with that more possession, you get more touches, you get more passes, and we had all that. And did you know that we didn't have any offsides? We were never offside in that game. Oh, we didn't bring chain on then. No, we didn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> So, I think that it really, really worked against them anyway, forcing them to take those those long range efforts and not really causing any issues. Uh, Bednarik and Salisi, solid, good. Yeah, and
1: um, yeah, Lienko for his time on the pitch. He, he was in there for quite a while. And the, the midfield duo that became a trio uh, towards the end of the match when Diala came on, mm-hmm. very solid. I mean, just,
0: you know, breaking up play to the extent that. They really didn't know how to deal with it. This is what we've been craving for from Ralph, though, isn't it? Changing things on the fly like that, because he's yeah. not really—he's been criticised for not doing that, bringing his subs on too late, and just, just like s- like sticking
1: to the four-two-two-two. But I think the difference in what he's been doing more recently is just because we've been—we've had a lead to protect. When, yeah. Because hmm, when we're when we're a goal behind, uh, he likes to stick to that four-two-two-two and just uh, try and press his way out of it. Yeah, that's yeah, knackers everyone out, and then when we do go a second goal down, it's all lost.
0: What happens if we go two up? What does he do then? Six the back. (laughs) Um, did you know it was the earliest that Villa have conceded a goal and then gone on to lose in their Premier League history? (laughs) Didn't uh, man of the match, Kev.
1: Uh, yeah, we did just talk about the midfield, and I, I, I really don't know why. I think it's going to be an unpopular opinion but it is nonetheless mine uh just from observing his performance um uh, tino tino was good um uh, it's the first time i've seen him play in the flesh and i liked what i saw but i don't know why he stood out so much to me but orio remain i mean he, the, the way he was getting on players and uh yeah that, that tug there i just think it, it, it was cheeky and he got away with it and I can't really explain it, but I was mesmerised for the whole match. It's bill pate. <laughs> Just the way the fireworks reflected off his head. Uh, no, I mean, Armstrong had a fantastic performance. Um, like I said, sc- scored that goal. Um, Adam Armstrong, yeah. yeah. Adam Armstrong, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, Chewie wasn't really up to it, was he?
0: Not man of the match worthy, no. no. So I mentioned earlier that, that, that Tino had one of his quieter games um, because he wasn't going on those runs as as we've come accustomed to. But the stats on him were very, very impressive actually. And I can show you some here. Right. So I've highlighted Livermento. Looking at the stats, particularly on the defensive side, as I've mentioned, um, and I want to bring up what you said last week about you. Need, his defensive defensively is not quite there. But he had Al Ghazi to deal with on Friday night and he registered, like I said, most tackles, most interceptions, most blocks. And you couple that with his pressing off the ball. And his carries, which he also led the team with, probably a better performance than I gave him credit for. I didn't notice it. Well but, <laughs> but in spite of all that, I'm gonna give it to Romeo as well. And I can't figure really? out why. Yeah, but but I don't I don't know what it was. Maybe it was just because he looked the better. If you're looking at the something on the eye test, you look at Romeo it just looks he, he just looked his usual hard working self. He, he stood out on that eye test. Um and I guess there's plenty of things that he does in terms of, well, movement that don't really show up on the stat sheets. Um, breaking up the play, like you said, great tackling, great blocks, composed on the ball. And I just think he's the key player for us. And personally, I think he's much better than Hoiberg. Is he better than Parallel? I think they work well together. So, uh, and he had that one shot as well. It was close. Um, picked up another yellow card. Yeah. Um, to add to his, his ever growing collection. But yeah. Uh, Well, uh, remained for me. I thought he was great. Oh, wow. I didn't expect that at all. What did you expect? Probably Armstrong. What's Stuart? Just because he's (laughs) Stuart. It's going to be a regular feature, isn't it? Um, You have to call him Adam. Adam. Mm. But then you get confused of Adams. (laughs) Yeah, which the Adams? (laughs) Um, So at the time of recording, we were at 13th. Uh, with, with the same goal difference as Leicester and the same points as Everton. Uh, when we've got Norwich coming up, don't forget. Uh, Everton are at home to Spurs and Leicester away to Leeds on Sunday afternoon. In that Dean Hammond here. Thank you for tuning in to In That Number. okay with no Tim this week, as we mentioned. So we're going to have to do this ourselves, Kev. Are you up for this? Why not? So Norwich City, we don't play until Saturday, the twentieth of November, and that's a three o'clock kickoff. Uh, nickname?
1: The Canaries. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, famous fans, Kevin.
1: Um, Delia Smith. Yeah. Bernard Manning.
0: <laughs> Is he? I don't no idea. <laughs> so I got Stephen Fry. Oh yes, yeah, he's often true. at Carry Road. Uh, Peter Snakebite Wright, a right, dance player. Uh, Jake Humphrey. Mm. Um, I got Hugh Jackman for some reason. <laughs> Um, and I got mylin class. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. Uh, so Norwich, then, Kev. We, as I said, we got a big break before we go to to Carrow Road, and that they seem to be, wow, well, the whipping boys, I guess, don't they? And they're surely going down. You know, they just won their first game of the season though against Brentford, mm-hmm. um, and then they sacked their manager. Beggars belief. You don't you don't agree with that either, because I no. mean we both like him, right?
1: Yeah, I like Fucker. I mean, I I. When they went down last time, I thought I like the style of football they play. They're just horrific defenders, just terrible at defending. Pookie, when when he was firing all cylinders, looked like he could be a force to be reckoned with. But he's been kind of off the boil lately.
0: Yeah, he scored. He scored from the spot against Brentford, didn't he? But yeah, I don't know. I just feel really sorry for them because I, I I quite like to see Norwich stay up. I quite like to see him do well. Just. You know, he had his hands tied there. I don't agree with the sacking, but he just seems like such a positive, positive guy. Um, but they seem to be stuck. And, you know, they're too good for the championship. And right now they're not playing like a Premier League side. They're, they're certain to go down. But in terms of, like, recent results, okay, apart from this, this Brentford one, it's been absolutely shocking. But is there anybody in this Norwich side that, that you are worried about? No, if I'm being perfectly honest. I
1: mean, to look reasonable. Yesterday, well, I mean, they, they've just they've lost their best player this season. I haven't really um, spent much in the transfer market. Mm-hmm.
0: They've got Angus Gunn Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, how's he getting on? He's not playing mm. because because they've got uh, Tim he's doing all right, <laughs> yeah, as best they can, I guess. And they've they've got like Billy Gilmore from Chelsea, haven't they? But he he didn't play against Brentford, um, and they've got um, that American forward Josh Sargent. I, they brought him in. He seems like a good player. And as you said, R- Rashid Rashid Rasheedza, yeah. Max Harris. Yeah. And Brandon Williams, of course, on loan from Man United, he, he's he's a pretty good player. But there isn't anybody there that we're going to be worried about. And I, I feel like Norwich are just going to be playing to survive now and try and, you know, just just put men back and not to concede rather than, you know, rather than score. Although, having said that, you know, they went on the attack against Brentford. Yeah, I mean,
1: I just I don't see who I, who who are they going to bring? Are they going to they have someone lined up? They must do to are get rid of it, get rid of him.
0: After that, I guess I don't know. But um, predictions? Uh, we're going to win a two 2 Oh, two nil. We're going to win two 0 uh, I've also gone for a two 0 Kevin. All right. Um, and I don't know Tim and Alex because they're uh, they're away yes. at the moment. <laughs> uh, but Gemma is going for a, a nil 0 Kevin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and what about Marina? Marina is also going for a two-nil win. Oh, everyone's going two nil then. Wow. Not Gemma. Uh, not Gemma, uh, no. But we'll um we'll catch up with uh with Tim, Alex, Abby and Caitlin uh, at another time. But but before we play, we've got plenty of time. Um shall we hit the extra time, Kevin? Let's do it. In that number! Hi,
1: I'm Matt Letizier, and thank you for listening to In That Number.
0: Okay, I'll start with predictions then from Aston Villa. So I went 1-1, you went 2-1 Saints, Tim went 2-2 and Alex went 2-1 Saints. So points for you and Alex, none for me and Tim. Uh, And that leaves the points now. Uh, At the bottom, Alex was 6, Tim's on 8, I'm on 13 and you've pulled away a little bit more on 22, Kevin. Mm -hmm. So you're flying high at the moment. Yeah, I'm not going to rest on my laurels though. No, don't, don't. Um, wife It's a similar situation
1: here. Uh, would you believe that Marina was the only wife to predict the Saints win? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she picks up two points to put her on 15,
0: and all the others have got 10. Okay, hey, uh, super six then, Kevin. There was two. Obviously, there was this midweek as well. So, round 18 was won by Ben Wyatt, second week in a row for him with 14 points. That's a good score. Uh, round 19 on Saturday was won by, well, wow, It's a tie. We had Terry Lubbock, Tom Hennigan, Stephen McCullough, Colin Carter and James Mitchell with six points. Um, The overall lead is Colin Carter on 174. Um, Fantasy football Kevin, do we want to do this? Of course we do.
1: Um, Shall I talk about my team? Yeah, if you like. Um, I've got Salah as captain who hasn't played yet. Me too. Mm. Uh, I've decided... uh, to do that every week so I you know, won't bother talking about it anymore um, Cancelo is in my team he's got 14 points and that was enjoyable wow mm. but still only 41 point
0: total you've got a lot more to play though I think it's just, it's just Sal- Salah yeah that's it oh okay so I've got Cresswell still to play he's on my bench um, and Salah so I'm not going to be able to pick any more points up from you because they're playing against each other right Oh, say so, don't know. They well, could both yeah. score. I might, yeah, I guess. But if for Salah to do well, Cresswell needs to do badly, and you've got Salah. So,
1: mm-hmm. um. Anyway, despite that, I'm still uh, in the doldrums of our Potter's League. Um, you know, not far behind you, um uh, yeah, Oliver boast and Freddie from the side are Past neck and neck. Wow. Well, neither of them seem to have had a particularly great week. Uh, looking at our big league, uh, it's David Phillips at the top provisionally with 729 points. Uh, Harko's Nottingham Forest with 720. And Chris Bonner is up into third place with 712 points. Okay. um, Kevin, do you have a chant for us this week? <laughs> a chant? I do, actually. Yes. Um, I knocked one up. And we haven't mentioned the bastard, but um, the narrative going into this match was all about Danny Ings. It was. was, And I did call it, by the way. Yeah, he goes and gets injured. Um, I did hear the fans shouting, are you watching Danny Ings? Mm. My chant for Danny Ings would go something like this. Danny Ings is a snake and a traitor. Danny Ings is too scared to play. Danny Ings is a snake and a traitor snapping hamstrings so he can't play very catchy yeah and did you notice that I rhymes traitor with traitor and play with play I thought that was very clever well done You That's must have thought some took you take took you wow it it, 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 it took in me quite a while <laughs> some tip <laughs> <laughs> would you like some tip <laughs> <laughs>
0: um Kevin do you have a Russian phrase this week
1: I do I do tip
0: it And and what does that mean?
1: Traitor. Traitor. It's the 5th of November as
0: well. Gunpowder, treason and... Danny Ings. (laughs) A reminder, if you appreciate what we do uh, and you feel like you would like to buy us a pint, then please head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number.
1: Do it. Ah, yes. And if you're you're feeling especially generous, uh, you can set up a regular donation and we have uh, some little goodies in store for anybody who does that
0: got we got we're publishing a new calendar that's what it is <laughs> yes <laughs> um yeah so next week well we're, we're going to take a, a well-earned break aren't we and we're going to return on sunday the 21st of november uh but so until then up the saints up the saints up the saints Open oh, southampton